This episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by Toshi Station Brand Power Converters. Oh man, I was going to go down to Toshi Station to get some power converters. Well, Kristen, you can go f*** around with your friends some other time. <sighs> Uncle Owen. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I'm Kristen Kist, or am I? Well, you are, yeah, yeah, you, yeah you are. We're the co-authors of a science fiction comedy book series called Prison Dad! That's right, there are five Prison Dad books. Yes. We've just talked about how we're finalizing the sixth Prison Dad book, which is crazy. By finalizing, we mean I have a lot of work to do. But I'm here to help you, bestie. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the only housekeeping note we have before we start this week's podcast is that, once again, we will be at ChessyCon this fall. Yes. You know, ChessyCon.org. It's in Baltimore. It's, like, right outside of Baltimore, Maryland. Did I have to say Maryland? It's a good time. Is there another Baltimore? Like, is there, like, a Baltimore, Wyoming? Maybe. I don't know. Or There's like, definitely, like, a Kansas City, Missouri. Well, we passed so Allentown, New Jersey. There's an Allentown, New Jersey, yeah. Yeah. Even people from New Jersey are like, there's an Allentown in New Jersey? Why did that happen? Yeah, that happened to us the other week. That was crazy. It was. Yeah. But anyway, uh-huh. Chessie Con is right near the finest tea shop I've ever been to. <laughs> and I'm still dreaming about going back to that tea shop. And you, we are she, not we are not going to the Philadelphia Comic Con no, thing, boo. even though our friend Sebastian Foxworth will be there. Um so that's cool. Go check we're it gonna out. We're gonna go next year art. though. It's a little expensive, but we're gonna do it's it. It's pricey. Yeah, it's pricey, that's but we're reason. gonna yeah. we're gonna do it next year. It's gonna be awesome. Um I just I have a feeling. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I mean, depending on how much it costs to get in there, I might go walk around, oh, check it out. You want to go? Yeah, let's totally go check it out. But yeah, we don't have like a table or no. anything like that. So we'll be like incognito if we show up. And by incognito, I mean I probably will wear my bright red wig again because mm-hmm. I just like that. It's fun for me. I'm going to go as the invisible guy from uh, Mystery Men. You can't walk around naked. That's but no one will see me. Um, no, that's not how that works. Should we get to the topic of hand here? Right, 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 right. right, right. So we, this is a continuation uh, podcast. So uh, about a month or so ago, we did uh, Frequently Asked Questions About Star Wars Part Un. This is Frequently Asked Questions About Star Wars Part Du. <laughs> so um, we're, we're mostly going mostly gonna to focus on um, Attack of the Clones here this week because there are just some weird potholes here that... We're going to um, bring. Uh, hold on a second. Sorry, we're sampling beers that we picked up at Shangies. That beer is amazing. I know Shangies, the beer authority. Yeah, go to Shangies, <laughs> people. If you're in the Allentown area, I picked up this lovely cherry blossom lager. Hey, you want to try this? This is Imperial From Coffee Stout, Old Dominion Brewing Company, and it is freaking delicious, people. Try that one. How's that? Ooh, I like that. Yeah, right? It's like a cup of coffee. Yeah. With beer. With beer. Okay, so we're yeah, mostly going to focus on, like, the majority of these questions come from Attack of the Clones, because it is a very bad movie, and it's just so funny to ask some of these questions. And then at the end of all of that, so we have some Attack of the Clones questions, and we're going to talk about some Rogue One, we talk about some 4, 5, and 6. Yeah. Oh, and, and we're going to end on Revenge of the Sith. So the only ones we're not covering this week is... A New Hope and Force Awakens, which, which we, we covered, which we covered a lot, a lot, and I'm sure we'll do this one. again at some point with another one. When yeah, well, when eight comes out, we're gonna have a million questions about that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, especially when that October. trailer comes out, we gotta we gotta be talking about it. So anyway, so the first question we want to ask today, and I'll 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 read it and I'll ask it to you. And then I'll read it. The and next then one. and then you can answer, and then I'll give my answer, right? So um, so in the beginning of Attack of the Jerks, uh, Attack of the Clones, Clones. Anakin and Padme, they're all like awkward around each other. He's like, I thought about her every single day, you know, since he was like a little boy and she was a teenager, and now all of a sudden they're like the same age. No, um, so creepy. So they're so awkward and like like. Like, around each other. And then Obi-Wan, like, leaves for a second. And the screen, like, you know, shifts. And you just assume, like, Obi-Wan, like, ran to the can or something like that. And all of a sudden, Anakin and Padme have hatched this scheme where they're going to use Padme as bait to catch whoever's trying to kill her. How These two couldn't even, like, form a sentence around each other. How do you think they came up with this, like, whole thing? Well, I'm going to give my feminist answer. Oh, sure. And then I'm going to give the answer that I think happened. Um, Absolutely. Okay, if I was if I was wearing my, like, Padme is a really strong woman hat, then what I think happened would be that Padme already had that plan before they even showed up. And oh. she was like, this is what we're going to do. And so because Anakin, she knew he would just listen to whatever she said because he looked up to her because he was a kid. Now she's a little thrown because off that a- he looks like a grown-up. Yeah. But at the same time, she just figured, like, hey, I have this plan. I'll get him to go along with it. And it was all Padme. So that's that's my answer if I was, like, looking at it from a good storyteller and, like, a feminist idea. If I'm looking at it from, like, probably what really happened, I think <laughs> George Lucas didn't really think through it. And he just figured, like, oh, I have to have a mechanism for this. So I'll just pretend that they had a conversation that I didn't write. And this is what's going to happen. No offense to George. He's an absolutely lovely person from every account I've ever read, and I think he's a wonderful man. But I don't think that he had the same storytelling skill in the first three episodes that he had in the original trilogy, four, five, and six. And even then, it left a bit to be desired. I think his directing skills are probably, you know, superior. So that's my thought. What do you think? I am... I completely agree with you that she she had that plan. And even even when Anakin explains the the plan to Obi Wan, he even tells him, "Oh, it's it was her. It was all her idea." I completely agree with you that that the character Padme, you know, being a strong woman, and her daughter Leia ends up being a strong woman as well. Right. That she already had She's the idea decisive. going in, going into that. You know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're, wow, start that one off. Yeah. Without Boom. fighting. <laughs> yeah. All right, you want to read the next one there? Yeah, this is a good question. So, what's Zam's backstory? Uh, Jeff wrote this, so I'm not going to pretend and steal his joke. I feel like Lucas needed a character whose name started with a Z to put in Star Wars kids books. <laughs> I do. Because I bought Logan a book yeah. that had like the alphabet yeah. of Star Wars and Z is for Zam, which I was like, okay. <laughs> I really don't care about that character. It's pretty much was a throwaway character. So who is Zam? Why do we care? You know, well, I know, I mean, but, like, who is Zam? Right. Not, like, what function did Zam serve in episodes one, two, and three, or actually just one. Two. Two. Sorry. That's that's right, because I've only watched that one once, because I couldn't get through it again. But you tried to watch it the other day. I did. I keep trying, and every time I get, like, the first five minutes, I'm like, I I can't do it. I can't watch this. It's bad. So, 
The the thing is, you know, having a throwaway character, they gave like they gave like so much to the throwaway character. That that was that was the like weird a thing name. To me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. A name, and then she almost ratted Boba Fett out, um, Django Fett out after he shot her with the dart. You right, know, right? So then, uh, that's another question in its own because he left like a calling card on the dart he shot her with. You know, Django Fett had issues. Okay, can we just say that? <laughs> he got a bit of an ego when they were like, we want to make an army based off of you. And, hey, I want to keep one as my child because I can't have healthy adult relationships and have a child <laughs> in a normal way. I just want a small version of myself. Like, okay, Jango Fett, that's neat. You need therapy. But uh, honestly, like, when... After they, they catch Zam in the bar and they bring her out, you know, and they, I kind of felt sympathy for the character. Yeah. I kind of felt sympathy I for like her. I like that Sam was, like, androgynous. Like, mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool to, like, have a character like that. She's, that like, was, a shapeshifter. She, yeah, she's, it like... It was definitely it was a, a yeah. woman, but right. at the same time, like, it wasn't an overly feminine woman. Like, it could be kind of asexual. Like, mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. I like that part of it. Yeah, and we never saw another shapeshifter in the Star Wars universe. Right. That was interesting, that. So too. that was cool. Some new... There's a lot of different species, so it's cool to meet someone new, you know? Right. And um, that she was maybe not the nicest person ever, which usually in movies, like, women are either god-awful or, like, the virtuous princess, and she was probably somewhere in the middle. I don't think she was 100% evil, but she wasn't, like... She's still a bounty hunter. But yeah. a puppet. Because Jango Fett didn't want to get caught. Oh, for sure she was, like, used, like, so many women in corporate America. <laughs> but Jango Fett was, you know, he was, he was being used by, you know, being paid by the separatists. Oh, yeah. To, yeah, he, to no, go do a I'm job. Jango Fett had issues. Okay? Like that, <laughs> just baseline, everyone that watches these movies needs to understand that that man had issues. He was not a healthy no. person. <laughs> I like, what kind of a normal person is like, I want to live alone, but with a clone of myself as a child? Like, how many issues do I have to go through? <laughs> because that's how I choose to like, live my life. Again. Yeah. Perhaps I can nurture myself better than my parents did. Like, really, this guy is, like, ready for Freud. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we don't know enough about Boba Fett, really. What do we know? What do we know? He likes jetpacks. He, he doesn't talk much. No. He probably doesn't have friends or family mm-hmm. that we ever And we see. talked about last week how a Boba Fett movie wouldn't work. Because... Because I don't really Disney care. won't make the yeah. <laughs> his costume was cool. Like the Ma- Mandalorian armor. A, he yeah. wasn't a super interesting character to me ever. I always thought it was funny when people were like, "Oh, Boba Fett!" Like Boba Fett cosplay, and like we care about Boba Fett. And I was like, he has a cool name, but other than that, like I don't really. He wasn't like a striking personality that I was like, "Wow!" Like I'd rather be K two one S O. Like come on, K two S O. Sorry. K2SO. My son uh, today cried because when we were going to gymnastics, he couldn't wear his Boba Fett socks. Well. He couldn't wear them because they were in the, the laundry because they were dirty. Boba Fett socks are much more interesting to me than Boba Fett as a person. Do you have I some don't... Boba Fett socks on now? No, I just have some boring gray socks on. I was almost going to wear my like socks that have shamrocks on them because I like... I like to like subversively be <laughs> cheesy and Irish at any chance I get. That's awesome. I wear it with my like black work trousers <laughs> under a pair of boots so people can't see the so, zany and Irish yeah, under all just, of it. 
But anyway. That's one thing I admire about you, bestie. Aw, thank you. But I'm zany and Irish. <laughs> but anyway, I don't, I never really cared that much about Boba Fett. I, like, if he would have been, like, an interesting person or had, like, an interesting conflict. You know what I thought was interesting? That wormhead guy that worked at Jabba's palace in. That Luke like, used the. Yeah. I forget his I name. I thought he was interesting. And I thought, like, I would like to understand more about, like, his race and, like, you know, who he was as a person to be, end up in that situation and be who he was. That, to me, was way more interesting than... He has a funny name, too. An interesting name. Yeah, like Boba it's, Fett. It's totally, I can't like, remember off no. the top of my head. But I had, I had the figure of him. Yeah, me, too. Because I thought he was cool. Because I, I had all the cheap Star Wars toys. Like, I didn't I have those, too. I didn't have, like, the main characters. <laughs> I had one of the main characters, like, one of each of the main characters, but my dad had to, like, go through, like, so, you we, guys, should get, we, we should, should get back to the story, but I'm just saying, like, back in, like, the 80s, they used to, like, ship, like, giant boxes of Star Wars toys, but they would only have, like, one or two. There'd be, like, like one Chewbacca. Character. There were. Yeah. So my dad had to go to, like, every toy store in New York to get me a Chewbacca for Christmas, and it was, like, a $7 toy, but, like, there was no internet, and they just didn't make them, and they didn't have them available. So I'm just telling you kids right now. You got it a good. Spoil brats. Yeah, but good. And also, Boba Fett is lame. Dude, I had like the droid, like the first droid they bought before they bought R2. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have that one. I had Chewy R2. And by the way, I'm still traumatized by this. I lost all of my Star Wars toys when we moved from our house in Orbendale, New York, to Allentown, PA. And my lovely friend Ryan George Epler bought me a box of toys at a at a yard sale. Art yard sale that were like the old original Star Wars characters, which I loved for years. And now I gave them to Logan. Logan, he was playing with them today. But that yeah. was so. That's the backstory on that. I have to make Luke a lightsaber because he holds. He has like. It's like a wave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you gotta like. I had Luke Han. I had Cloud City Leia. I had um, regular Leia. Yeah, Cloud Cloud City Leia is almost as hot as. um, Yeah, the braids are cool. Uh, My favorite Leia is not actually is not gold bikini. Is not slave Leia. I have that one. I think the the hottest Leia though is Endor um, Endor Village Leia. Hair down. I think I no, I did not have Endor Village Leia. I had I, didn't I have had any Leia girls. that rode on the motorbikes, so her hair was like up again. So it was pretty much the same model speeder as bike. Cloud City Leia. Fine, speeder bike. <laughs> I was picturing it in my head. I know, but with the poncho. So anyway, but that's the only one that I had from from the Endor. Okay, I didn't have Han or no. Luke. I didn't. I don't think I had anything. I had regular Han and Luke, and I had I had Lando. I did and C three PO, but he was broken. His legs didn't work right. Okay, and R two, and then I had a bunch of randos. Randos, but never Boba Fett. I had like Max Rebo. Do you know who he is? Yeah. Yeah, I had him. I did not have Max Rebo. Yeah. I'm telling you, I had, like, the Star Wars toys that, like, my parents were like, ooh, it's in the bargain bin. Here's a Star Wars. Have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's, Zam, we're both in in agreement that... I didn't have Zam. (laughs) For a throwaway character, I I feel like I got kind of invested in Zam. I'm more, I'm interested in what's going on with Zam. Okay, that's fair. I'd be more interested in what's happening with Zam than Mm -hmm. some other characters. Yeah. Another throwaway character in Attack of the Clones is Dex. 
Yeah, at least he looks kind of neat. Dex is a giant alien who owns a 50s diner in Coruscant. Because out of all the totally buildings you rich. ever see in Coruscant, <laughs> you always see the skyscrapers, and this is just, just like one 50s diner amongst all these giant skyscrapers. You know how much the property value on that building has to be? Yeah, and it's run by like some fat alien and like a wife beater. So, what do you th- <laughs> Like, he was, like, just wearing the apron and nothing else. Basically. Like, if he turned around, it was all cheeks. And he had his, like, big tummy hanging out. Yeah. You know, it was very stereotype. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. about that. And, like, and like that was, that is the only acting in, in that, in the whole prequels of Ewan McGregor's, which is weak, where he's talking to Dex. I think it's, like, just awkward for him. He's like, what am I doing here? Because the diner's all CG. He's talking to a CG character. There's no yeah. humans in the whole thing. Right. Like, it's just, like... And Dex is very cartoony, too. Like, he's not... He doesn't seem like a real person. Those movies... Like, we've said like, this before. Um, those movies didn't hold up. It says... No, I can't remember his Star name. Jar Binks. No, in episode seven. I'm going to say it like right. No. No, that one. That one. Um, the guy that has... That has, like... Uncar. Like, yeah, Uncar. But he's wearing a thing. Right, so Uncar's, he's a Simon Pegg's in an, in in an outfit, like a, yeah. An outfit. And it's Simon Pegg, so he can always act his way out of a paper bag, that guy. He's just good. But, like... Yeah, like, him you know compared that? to Dex is, like, night and day. Like, yeah. I, I, it was pro- Ewan McGregor probably felt like Mary Poppins interacting with the penguins <laughs> in the live-action slash animated film. He was probably Mary just Poppins. in a completely, like, <laughs> yeah, he was in, like, a blue or green just, like, room. There's totally no one else in there, and it's like, all right, you're talking to Dex now. Talk to Dex. He's like... Uh, hey, hey, Dex. How are you? Wherever you're Great you are. friend. Like, he was like, how tall is this guy? It doesn't matter. Just talk. Just talk. He's like... Just pretend you have a relationship. Like, Do you want to see my ass? Like I show that, it in every movie. Like <laughs> that time in college when you had to talk to that girl you accidentally slept with after too many beers and you were like, hey, it's been great catching up. <laughs> Me- Mar- Mark, Gr- Mary, 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 Mary. I'm gonna go. So go. neat. <laughs> so, to you, is what do you think the history of Obi Wan and Dex's friendship is? Well, I think it was intended to be like kind of a fun, goofy. Like I'm here often and stuck, and so I come by this diner and have coffee and say hi to you type relationship. But it didn't work. <laughs> and I'm not blaming Ian McGregor. I'm not. I no, think I don't it's very blame hard him at all. To act with CGI because he acted the hell out of those three movies. He did so good. He did. He was like the only part, except for maybe Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. That that didn't just suck. Anthony Daniels. <laughs> Whatever the guy they named the Emperor guy. He did a good job. Yeah, yeah. That guy always does a good job, though. He's English too, so you know. They just they just do a good job. They just do a good job. Thing. Well, so is human, or is he? He's, I is think he he, isn't he Irish or Scottish? Mm-hmm. In any event, I think it was intended to be, like, an authentic, like, sweet, like, oh, like, these guys are friends because they're kind of, you know, he always has to stop in here and he knows, like, Dex knows people because they pass through here, too. Um, but uh, it didn't. He's British. Oh, he's British. Look at that. I thought he was. Uh... I knew he was from the UK. I just didn't know if he was like British or Scottish or yeah. Irish. Yeah. I didn't think he was Welsh. But um, anyway, that that's what I think. I, it's kind of weird because like Dex seems to have a lot of knowledge. Like he knew uh, about the Kaminoans, and you know Obi Wan goes to like the library and like the the plan's been like deleted from the database. So like 
Dex, he's, you know, it, it's almost like he, they didn't want to show another bar because they showed a bar in the beginning of the, where, when they're chasing Zam, they showed right, a bar. Right, with the Because Dex would have been a great, yeah, yeah, that's what I got to Because Dex would have been a great bartender. If he was a bartender, it would have made so much more sense. Because even Obi-Wan's like, I'm going for a drink. But no, I'm supposed to believe this Jedi master is hanging out in a 50s diner, getting freaking coffee. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's believable that Dex would know a lot also, of stuff. Also, the host, you... host's droid, sorry, I'm so sorry, I cut you off. The host's droid was like, oh, somebody's here to see you, and they didn't even know his name. Like, some Jedi's here to see you. So maybe he's not there that often. Yeah, that's kind of lame. Right? They they tried to make it seem like they had, like, a relationship where Dex would tell him things that he knew in confidence. Oh, the whole movie was written in a weekend. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I just... I wasn't that impressed with it. But I could, I could see the idea of a proprietor of a restaurant in, like, a hub knowing a lot of information about what was going on. Yeah. Because of, he overheard mean. things from people. But, yeah... I would have liked it if they built up that relationship a little bit more. Like, even had, like, Ewan calling him or stopping in a couple times in the movie so you could establish, like, that he trusted him. You know or maybe I mean? in episode like, one, trusted Obi-Wan. Him, and, him, and, him and Liam Neeson went into Dex's diner while Anakin was getting... Yeah, and it's like, this is somebody that we come to. He's, like, an informant. I mean, yeah. they do... In any good, like, cop show, they always have, like, their informants. Yeah. You know, and or they're you know people that have like the DL info, but it's not the kind of thing that you would share in the middle of your diner when someone comes in to have a cup of coffee that the hostess doesn't even know who they are. Right. Just saying. No, I hear you. I mean, you sh- if you're a regular, agreement. everybody should know who you are, mm-hmm. and it should be pretty clear. Like, and they should be so glad that you came. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name, like the Applebee's. <laughs> yeah, is that, is that what it's like? You go to Applebee's and they're like, Chris, I went to Applebee's with you and nobody like acknowledged you. I was like, I thought you know everybody here. Hey, no. Not, not that everybody. night. buddy. <laughs> All right, so the next question is... We see Anakin ride out to find Shmi. Kristen loves Shmi. Shmi! I hate Shmi. <laughs> we see Anakin riding on the speeder bike out there. He gets there. He finds them. He's, we see him attack two, and then it's cut to black. We know that not all the Sand People died, because the Sand People are still riding in single file to hide their numbers when Luke is a teenager. Well, so I think there's a lot more... I think survived. there's just, like, one tribe. I think the Sand People Anakin's all over. Like, I killed them. I shot them all. them all. The women, the children, and which just showed <clears throat> it was like a it was like a precursor to showing that like he has no compunction about killing children, which is really hideous. So, you know, I I'm never really put like that, that together. But I those are really Jedi like children. Jedi children, as opposed to Sand People children, they're effing children. Are you trying to tell me Sand People's lives matter? Yes, I am. God damn it, Anakin's like <clears throat> a bad. Just a bad man. And that Darth Vader is so much cooler than he is. But anyway. It's the same guy. No, but it's not. So anyway, what happened to all the sand people? I think he like had like a white privileged man like hissy fit and killed a bunch of sand people, like the angry white males do <laughs> with their guns when women won't date them. And that's what he did. And then he 
got his mother's buddy ba- body back and went back to his home and, like, had another hissy fit that he, like, had done something horrible, which he did. And he never dealt with it, and then he did it again. So he's not a nice man. And that's very sad for the sand people, even though they're scary and they make scary sounds and they walk in single file so that you can't <laughs> they their, their numbers. numbers are. So that's what I think happened. But they didn't all die. He maybe killed... I don't even think he killed the whole village. I, I think Anakin was too much of a puss bitch to actually have done that. You don't think, think Anakin killed, killed at all? I think he killed a bunch of people. I don't think he killed everyone. I don't think he was, like, waiting around to see, like, who else would show up. He had, like, a hissy fit, and anybody that was in his direct vicinity, he probably killed. See, I think a little differently. I think Anakin had, like, a bloodlust. His mom died in his arms. And he just, he just needed to, like, go at it, you know? He just, like, went out there, and he just started with, like, you know, there was, like, their little, like, dog thing or whatever it was, and he killed that, and they started killing people, they started shooting at him, and he killed them. I think he went tent by tent and systematically slaughtered every single sand person. Like animals. That's what he said. Well. They're animals, and I slaughtered them like animals. No, they're not. They were creatures, and they deserved a life just like everyone else. But and they white douche. his white privilege, right? Right. They took his mom, they which I don't know what they mom. were doing with her anyway. Yeah, what the heck did they even want? Shmi they weren't for? eating she her. Like they weren't using her for hostage. She was like a useless. She was person. just like tied to a rack. What What were they doing with her? That's she a better question than what was he doing? Yeah, she had no self esteem. She like let anybody and their mom take advantage of her. She was not a strong, like, mother. So when you son. say she let anyone and their mom take Palpatine advantage. Palpatine and, like, his protege, they, like, had their way with her and, like, made her have a baby for them. It's true. And, and freaking, what's his hump that, like, had them as slaves? Like, she never pushed back on that. Watto? Watu, yeah. He, like, had her and her son as slaves. She never fought him. She I don't think to stop when it. you're a slave you really get... A choice. Because remember, Anakin said that they have little trackers in them that they'll, if they got away, they'd blow them up. But she never pushed back. She never, like... Hey, for a slave, she had a decent apartment there on Tatooine, I'll say. Well, that's probably because she was letting people take advantage of her again. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying anything bad about, like, single moms. That is a hard life. But Shmi Skywalker never did anything for me. I just felt like she was very weak and... You know, and like clueless. Right. So let's move on to the next one. Oh yeah, so Jeff, I will ask you this question: What happens when Yoda goes to Camino and sees the creepy greys? Yeah, this ties in with the next one, but we'll we'll keep them we'll keep them separate. So we kind of see like you know Samuel Jackson's like okay, we're gonna go immediately. All the Jedi are gonna go from here, and we're gonna go to Geonosis. Which, I know you love that part. And we're going to go help out our our, the, our fellow Jedi. Which, it took him forever to discuss the fact that there are three other, you know, two other people and a senator about to die. And they're like, what should we do? That's, that's big government for you. Yeah, pretty much. So, they go out to go, you know, and then Yoda is like, well, I'm going to go get this clone army. Just get them. Just get them. What was it like when hey, Yoda up. showed up there? Were they like... Who are you? Because they're big, tall people. Those little, little, little green guy. He, I, they're very smart. I don't think that his Jedi mind tricks are working on him. No. I, well, didn't I thought the Camino said that 
that that didn't work on them. I no. It, it, well, I don't think it would have worked on them. The only person that ever said it wouldn't work on them was that Watto guy, or Watsu guy, or whatever his name is. Yeah, he's... The that. French guy, you know? Like, I thought he was hey, actually, like, kind of... You want some wine? <laughs> like a really racist stereotype, yeah. <laughs> okay, so... That whole so movie what was full of awkward so, racial stereotypes. So Yoda shows up, and he's like, okay, show me the army. Okay, cool, let's go. I mean, he didn't stop them, so I don't know. I mean, maybe he just got there, and he saw what was going on, and he asked some questions of whoever was in charge, because eh, Yoda's charismatic. Yeah, Yoda's... I, I feel realized, like Yoda was more well-equipped to ask questions than Obi-Wan. Yeah. Obi-Wan was kind of like, what is going on here? I don't have a full beard, my hair's not great yet, I haven't thought about all the things and the stuff. So I think he went and, like, scoped it out and asked some questions and kind of realized what he was dealing with and then was like, okay, we're effed. And, so Yoda uh, goes and he shows up and he's like, okay, I'll take him. Because apparently they were paid for already. Right. They were ready to go. But now we're going to lead into my next question, which the next question is, where did all the vehicles and weapons come from? You mean to tell me that not only are they making clones on Camino, but they're also like part of the big war machine? Yes, and Donald Trump probably owned a piece of it. Yes. I just threw it in my the mouth. The whole Republican Party my, was involved the microphone. in creating that war machine. So <laughs> there are Star Destroyers, there are AAT tanks, there are, um, you know, the, the gunships. The, the clone gunships. There are the weapons they're firing with. And they all had all sorts of different weapons there. But Palpatine had been funneling money away from the Senate for years to set this up. So, of course, it couldn't just be the soldiers. It had to be all the equipment and weaponry to go around that. Soldiers are usually the cheapest part of the equation. Yeah, that's true. Because you steal people's children and, you know. <laughs> well, in this case, they were growing them. In this case, they grew them instead of stealing them. So, yeah, he clearly had other evil, nefarious plans and, you know, all sorts of deals with, uh, you know, American American <laughs> companies. Caminoan. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, no, I mean, he was, he, he was planning this whole war. So I think that was just a part of what he was doing. I don't know if the Camino people created the weaponry or if they just or the stored ships? it or the ships or if they just stored it on behalf of you know Boeing Sucked for example <laughs> yeah Boeing Lockheed Lockheed Martin right um but no I mean it was clearly all him that he was planning this and and taking money away from other so things. he got them the best guns like and the best arts ships and, and music programs yeah, exactly. for example <laughs> <laughs> to fund his war machine. Yep, and and maybe that was his safe spot. He figured, like, nobody likes the Kaminoans because they look like the greys that everyone's afraid of from watching mystery, you know, unsolved mysteries. So I'll just put all my weapons there because really no one's going like... to go visit those guys. <laughs> they were very third, you know, close encounters, of, you know, close encounters, but um, didn't like those with the longer neck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they had long giraffe necks and creepy gray faces. So maybe he was just like, hey, this is a great place for me to store all of my plans for my evil revolution but yeah he had to have all of that set up 
because he was scheming about it the whole time. I think the soldiers were the least of the issue. Okay. Yeah. So, so we're saying that the weapons were there. I yeah. I don't. I don't know that the Caminos made them. But I. I don't. I. I can't. Like you know. So the plan was like Yoda was just going to go there and check out the Clone Army while everyone else was going to go fight. And he just showed and, up and he's and, like, "It's pretty. Uh, pretty uh, neat. And, it's a neat, neat army." And it, the, there was a difference of like fifteen minutes between the time that Samuel Jackson showed up, chopped uh, Jango Fett's head off, everybody surrounded them. <laughs> You know, then they got surrounded by all the droids, and then, like, you know, all the Jedi, like, passed away, there was, like, the big circle, and then Yoda showed up. There was, like, 15 minutes of battle. And the battle was going on for 15 minutes, and Yoda... So you tell me, in 15 minutes, Yoda shows up and he's like, yep, let's load, let's load these thousands of troops on the ship. Come on, let's go, where's the ships? Let's load them up, let's go, let's go! Well, if you remember, Yoda can move really big things really easily, <laughs> and he always says that size matters not. This is true. So he probably, like, Jedi'd them oh, yeah. to his ship. Thousands of troops just boop, boop, Why not? Boop, boop, he boop. could do that, especially back then when he was, like, young and powerful and cocky. <laughs> he probably just, like, pictured it in his head, and then it happened, like, that secret book series that Oprah tried to sell that one time. Just picture it in your head, and then it comes real. <laughs> I think you would have could do that. So uh, that's our last. Is that that's our last attack of the clones question? Now we have a couple. We have a couple other questions around the podcast app, though. But um, I bought the attack of the clones DVD when it when it first came I'm out. Sorry for you, friend. And it was I was <laughs> you're funny. I was living in Bloomsburg at the time, and uh, oh my god, I lost my train of thought because oh you just. Oh, no, I remember now. Okay, so that was close. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching it in my apartment. And, like, all the apartments, the the apartment building is basically, like, dorms because everybody left their doors open. So I'm sitting there and, like, I'm sitting there on the couch and I'm watching this. And my neighbor Sean walks in. And he goes to me, he goes, how come Yoda looks like he's struggling to take steps every time he walks? But when he goes to fight, he can just flip around and do whatever he wants. And I, all I said to him was, the force? <laughs> or he was doing it to, like, trick people into thinking no. he was weaker than he actually was. He's like, yeah, 900 years? 900 years, you be look as good as you not. That is definitely true, because I'll look like a rotting corpse, but... <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be frozen. Because next week we're going to talk about cryogenics. Oh, Jesus Christmas. Um... Next question. Yeah. Do you want me to ask you, or do you want you to ask me? I asked you the last one. Okay, so, um, Owen and Veru's death, right? So, like, do you think they mentioned Luke Skywalker by name? Because, let's, let's trace the steps back here, right? You see this, the, the stormtrooper holds up the, the droids restraining bolt, right? Mm-hmm. He goes, look, sir, droids. So the troopers found the droids. Mm-hmm. They tracked the droid tracks to the sand crawler. Right. They tracked the sand crawler to Owen Veru's place. Right. And we saw their charred remains. Yeah. What do you think, Kristen, what do you think the confrontation episode four was like when the stormtroopers showed up at, at the moisture farm? Okay, well, I've always thought that they were just looking for R2 because they knew that R2 had the plans, much like BB-8 has the plans in Episode 7. So I don't think they knew anything about Luke, because at this point, my understanding in watching the movies is that 
Only Emperor Palpatine, on the dark side, knows for a fact that Vader's kids aren't dead. Does he? Vader feels that they're not dead, but he doesn't know that. Okay. He just senses that they're out there, because otherwise, he would have been looking for them for all this time. I think Palpatine knows, because I think Palpatine knows everything that he possibly can know, and he uses it to, like, control people. So he wasn't going to tell Vader that, because he figured he could use it against him at a later point, which he does when he, you know, accepts the fact that Luke is real, and Palpatine is not freaked out by that at all, because I think he always knew, and he just didn't tell Vader. Um, so I think that they went to Lars and Bruce's house, and they said, you know, give us your droids, and Lars probably looked and saw, like, they were gone, and was like, you know, I don't have them, and they just thought, you're lying, and because they all have... They're all, like, motivated by fear, like the Nazis. So if you don't oh, yeah. give them what they want, then they destroy you. And it's not really a conversation. They don't stick around to, like, take you in and question you. They, you know, put you in the gas chamber, and that's it. Or they kill you, they shoot you. Well, they choke they, they blasted them and set them on fire because they couldn't get what they wanted, which was the droids. I don't think they knew anything about Luke because they're not actively pursuing Luke then. No. They're still looking for the droids. Do you... That, maybe I need to rephrase my question. My question was, did Uncle Owen and Aunt Bruce say, no, Luke's, Luke has them? No, no. I don't think they would have thrown him under the bus because he was like their son. I mean, if if I think about it, like, if my if my parents knew that I was somewhere and I had something and they were going to be killed because they didn't have that thing, they wouldn't throw me under a bus. They'd want to protect me more than anything in the world. So I don't think they ever said Luke had them. I think they said, they're not here, we don't have them. They must have... Who knows what they said? They were out to get cleaned or, you know, one of our helpers took them right. and they're not back yet. They probably tried to make all kinds of excuses. Like, they oh, he took them to Anchorhead to get a memory wipe. That's what he's supposed to do. Right. And they probably didn't, I'm sure they didn't say that it was their child or their nephew because yeah. they were probably trying to protect him. Because you know when, like, those people and those stormtroopers and those people from the Empire show up. Because we saw that with Jin and her family. Yeah. Like, Jin's dad say, yeah. did not think that they were going to live. Like, no. he knew, he told them, like, get the hell out of here and go hide, because they're not going to be nice about this. They're not going to have a conversation yeah, his wife with shot Krennic. And they killed his wife. And they would have killed his daughter, too, if they could have found her. And he knew that. Yeah. Like, that's how those people were. They're like Nazis. They're not, you can't reason with them. They're, unless you give them exactly what they want, they're going to kill you in horrible ways. So, no, I don't think they would have given up Luke. I think they probably tried to make excuses, and then Baru was probably killed first, and then probably Owen. And even still, I don't think Owen would have given Luke up. I feel like a lot of what we saw uh, surrounding Lor Santeca's death on Jakku with the flame troopers, and you know, and and that whole assault on on the villagers, Kylo Ren's like kill them all. Yeah, I that's feel what they like do. I feel like that's the missing scene here from from A New Hope. They just didn't have any close neighbors, otherwise they would have been taken out too. Like those those people have a hair trigger rage, and yeah. if they don't get exactly what they want, then they destroy. It's not a conversation. Who knows how long they were even there for? They probably marched them outside. And yeah. And then they probably torched them, and then I always said there's smoke coming. There's smoke coming. I think from they the set their home on fire. Yeah, or they yeah, yeah. threw like a thermal threw, detonator yeah, down threw there. Threw a bomb in their yeah. home. Yeah, it's it's kind of terrifying to think about, but it's, it's always it's always something I wonder. And then 
you know, once I saw like the the Flame Trooper in the um, the Force Awakens trailer, you know, even I think it was even like the teaser trailer, like, it dawned on me and like, oh, that's probably what happened to Owen and Bert. It was like the first thing I thought about. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you you come home and your your parents or the only parents you've ever had are killed just because they didn't have exactly what that evil. Then he goes back, and, and Obi-Wan and, and 3PO are burning Jawas. Isn't that a little weird? Well. Well, 3PO, we're done raping these corpses. <laughs> Let's move on. I think, you know, <laughs> no. they were probably trying to cover their tracks at that point. I mean, I think R2 knew that he had very precious plans. C-3PO didn't really catch on to that until later on. I've been reading theories lately that people think that R2's memory was never wiped. That only 3PO's memory was wiped. I think that's probably true. Yeah. They're, they're pretty good, but, I mean, um, you know, Jimmy Smith totally goes, wipe the droids' memories to both, you know, both of them. Right. And, I, and I, But I think C-3PO is more susceptible to having... Blabbing. His, well, yeah, to, or to, like, doing what makes humans happy. Yeah. Whereas R2, I always felt like he's a little... Rebellious. Rebellious and snarky. Like, I could see him hiding something... Because he's self-aware, you know, in a hard drive where it couldn't have been wiped, you know, where C-3PO would have just been amenable to whatever made the humans happy, R2 was like, eh, I might need this. And it's true, because 3PO really warmed up to Owen and Luke really quick. He was like, he's like, take this guy. I know how to speak bocce. It's like a second language to me. Blah, he would do blah, anything blah. to like make people Eight happy. Million forms of communication. He's like he's like a puppy dog, which I love puppy dogs. But R two is more like a cat, where he's like, yeah, that's cool. I'm cool being here, but just so you know, like I got hidden agenda. I have other stuff yeah. that I'm figuring out, and I'll be, I'll be cool mission. with you guys. I'll be remember, cool with you. But he kept rambling on about his mission. Right. He's like, but I have my own plan. So you know, if you don't fit in with my plans, well, later. It's been nice knowing yeah. you. <laughs> it's been real. <laughs> All right, let's go to a Rogue One question. Ooh. Do you want to read question number eight? Okay. So how did those bad guys from the bar get to Tatooine from Jeddah? So we're talking about Dr. Nerves and... and, and uh, I always mess up his name. The, my friend doesn't like you. I don't like you either. I have the death sentence on... Seven star systems. Oh, my Uh, hand is gone. Jesus Christ. Uh, I have a wolf hand. How did that happen? (laughs) My face is really ugly, and how can I drink off of this? Oh, God. Ah. It's probably good that it's gone. Anyway. Okay, so the the first thing about these two is there's there's been like 20 Robot Chicken Star Wars episodes, but the first one was the only one to me that that was really funny. And... (laughs) They had this thing where, like, those two guys were, like, architects. <laughs> and one guy's like, hey, let's go down to the cantina, man. <laughs> like, there's some chicks there. Take the like, night wolf off. guy. <laughs> he's like, let's go there for lunch. You know, what are you doing? And he's like, and he's like, no, I gotta stay here. I gotta stay and draw this, you know, draw this. Like, and he's, like, drawing something from Mos Eisley. He's like, we gotta go, we gotta go. So he drags him down there. He's like, hey, check this out. He's like, hey. My friend doesn't like you. And then he gets his arm shot off. Then he shows him back at work and he gets fired. Because he can't. He's an architect. He can't draw. (laughs) Aww. But we see them on Jeddah. We see them on Jeddah hours before. Well, we don't know how long the Saul had them locked up for. No, we don't. See, the thing is, I've seen Rogue One like three times recently. And I haven't. And now? 
all nighter. Screw what? work. No, I have to go to work tomorrow. It's so do I. Right but anyway. Anyway, I am gonna watch Rogue One many, many times again because I already ordered my DVD. <laughs> but I'm sorry, Blu-ray. I bought my Blu-ray. It just came out on Amazon. You couldn't get it before, like, yesterday. So I ordered it as soon as I could. But you I bought it on streaming. Yeah, and you can get it on on demand. My son's seen it three times now. But I like to have stuff and things I know. that I can hold. I know, I know, like I know, I know, I know. I don't like the cloud. I don't trust it. So anyway. Yeah, it's up there. It's cloudy. <laughs> How does one put things in the cloud? Um, yeah, pretty much. Sparkling... <laughs> Magical we'll just, rainbows. Okay, yes, that excellent. Uh, My best friend. <laughs> yes. So I don't know. I just thought it was fun to see them again, honestly. So when I saw them in Rogue One, I was like, "Oh, cool! I guys. Horns. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. So yeah, maybe they had to, you know, go into like light speed just to go to the cantina on Malsasley, which seems super lame to me. But then again. I regularly dine at Applebee's, which is super lame to most people. <laughs> so Let's get kicked out of an Applebee's. I'm not going to judge the fact that they, you know, might have used their light speed capabilities. To but go do you think they had their own ship? Cantina. Do you think they took mass transit? Do you think they stole a ship? See, I do you think they were aboard the Star Destroyer? I was Destroyer? never under the impression that there was mass transit between planets. Well, the only time you ever see it is is back to the Attack of the Clones. Anakin and Padme, they make him take mass transit to keep her safe on mass transit. That's ridiculous. And they were also in, like, populated areas. Like, the planets that these guys were traveling to, like... Jeddah to Jedha Tatooine. To Tatooine, like, who is like, cares about those yeah. planets? Like, the the Empire was at Jeddah to, like, steal the, the lightsaber crystals. materials. Yeah, the kyber crystals. So there's nobody really there. There wasn't commerce there. They had taken everything that was of worth. They really did. And Tatooine was obviously a crap hole. It's almost as bad as Jakku. Like, you wouldn't, like, nobody wanted to go to those places. So, no, I think Luke even said it. He's like, he's like, this is the furthest point. You know, he's like, you know, if there's a center of the universe, this is the furthest point from it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like bumble <laughs> as we say in, in, in Pennsylvania. So, essentially, no, they had to have their own ship. And they're probably just like, dude, you know, it'd be cool. Like, let's get stoned and go to the, go to the cantina. Yeah, place is so cool, man. Start some shit. They're like Beavis and Butthead. You know, they probably had like their regular haunts, and they just had bad luck that time by crossing uh, Obi Wan after he'd been in hiding for so long. He was full of rage. (laughs) All right. With 15 minutes left, um, we're going to skip question 9, and we're going we're gonna to go to question 10. Okay. So, Kristen. Mm-hmm. Bad writing is non-answer to this question, okay? Okay. You have several times here where, okay, so in episode 4, Obi-Wan arrives on the Death Star. And Vader is immediately like, I've sensed a presence I have not sensed in a long time. And he knows it's Obi-Wan. He goes to Grand Moff Tarkin and says, Obi-Wan's here. Fast forward to Return of the Jedi. Luke's on the Imperial shuttle that's going to land on the moon. Mm-hmm. Vader immediately knows. Luke knows that Vader's on that ship. And they're like, oh, there's a million ships like that. And then Vader goes, where's that ship going? Vader knows Luke's on there. The force is strong with these people. So how come 
when Vader was killing all the leaders of the Separatist movement, and Padme shows up, that uh, that Anakin was not, I guess he was Vader at the time, though, he was not able to sense Obi-Wan on the ship. He just looked up and he was like, oh, you're with him? So I think there's a couple of things. I think that his power increased over time. Okay. So that when he was younger, he didn't have the ability to sense people as strongly as he did in his later ages. Uh-huh. Because the Emperor's probably working with him to, like, develop it. Okay. But I also think that, you know, if Anakin would have been drafted in the manner of, like, a Shakespeare character, which is what I always thought they should have done with him, then probably his greatest flaw would be his self-doubt when he was younger. So he might have very well had that gut reaction that Obi-Wan's here, but he didn't trust himself enough to, like, believe that his gut reaction was true. And so that was something that he learned over time, that, like, when I feel like this feeling, that means that somebody that I am connected to in some way is here. And I don't think he trusted himself enough when he was younger to believe his own feelings. And that's why he was so easily manipulated by Palpatine. Hmm. So that's my theory. Interesting. What do you think? So, um, Luke's age and Anakin's age at the time, to me, negates, unfortunately, negates your theory about Anakin not being able to sense things. So already, when he defeated Count Dooku in the beginning of the movie, because Revenge of the Sith has a lot of crucial points into it that are very important, I feel, like... In the you know the eight movies that we've seen to this to this date, you know with the Last Jedi coming out in uh, less than eight months, um, which is going to be awesome. Yes, I feel like um, you know Revenge of Sith has has a lot of important things, in it. and and one of them is that you know I feel like Anakin's power is out of control because like but he when he starts. It. But when he start, when he's fighting like Count Dooku, he's even saying like oh, I'm so much more powerful than I was last time we met, and it was nothing for him to defeat Count Dooku. Like he did it basically with one hand, and then he he chopped. He kept. But using his power to harm people and using powers to like intuit what's going on around yeah. him are different. Yes, they are. So um, then the other thing is that when you're on the light side, Yoda always says you know it's impossible to see the dark side of the force. Says, you know, the dark side clouds are judgment, we can't see it, blah, blah, blah. I think it's also reversed as well. I think that the dark side of the Force can't see the light side. So that Anakin has fallen so far into the dark side of the Force when he was on Mustafar. Which, what was he doing just hanging out there anyway? Because he killed all the, all the bad, like, all the Separatist leaders. Then he was kind of standing there and, like, just hanging out. And then Padme showed up. Like, why didn't he just leave and go back? So anyway, um, the Anakin embraced the dark side of the Force so much so you can see in his eyes and his face was already trying to like it's turning pale already that he couldn't sense Obi Wan at the time. But as he grew in age, he could sense Obi Wan because he hasn't felt the presence of the the Force in so long. Or he was actually turning back to the light side at the end of his life, which I think he did. And so then when he was changing, then he could have the ability to be sensitive to people that he had cared about. 
I mean, I think all people, when they get older, are introspective about what they've done in their lives. Right. Unless they're evil, like Palpatine, and he right. really didn't give a crap like right. that he'd hurt people. But I think that Vader did. So maybe maybe that's part of it, too. If, if he had gone so far to the dark side, he couldn't see anybody. But then in his later age, he sort of realized, like, you know, or like, you know, like you hear um, Ben, a.k.a. Kylo Ren, saying, like, I feel it. The call to the, the light. The call to the light. Yeah, and that's a good point, maybe too. The, maybe he struggles with the same thing that Vader did in his later years. I think Vader, maybe when he was younger, was just so focused on, like, having power that he, like, was gung-ho on the dark side. But then when he got older, he became more introspective and was like, I, wait a minute. The only thing, like, uh, you, that makes sense for Six. Like, that totally makes sense in, in, in Return of the Jedi. Rogue One disrupts your theory, though, with A New Hope. Because he slaughtered all those rebel troopers on that ship. I'm not saying that he was totally back to being a good guy. I'm just saying that maybe he was allowing his feelings of goodness I feel like once back. he learned he was a father... Twice over. After thinking Padme's dead. After thinking she lost her children. He pledged his life to the Empire. He pledged his life to the Empire because the Emperor told him, I can save her. I'm the only one that can save her. And he believed in somebody else more than himself. Because he still suffered from self-doubt. For realsies. He had a huge cocky ego, oh, but yeah. he really didn't but he's believe a chosen his one. own ability. Yeah. Not until like later and it was it was a little too late. Yeah. But still but he I killed mean, the Emperor. You know. It's it's interesting to sort of think about like why Vader can feel things sometimes and not at others. And it's also interesting to watch the Arnold Schwarzenegger voiceover of Vader. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, your son. And he's like, what? Don't bullshit me. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. That was fun. Yeah. There's always fun stuff to talk about in Star Wars. I'm sure we'll do this again in a couple months. I'm sure there's, we'll there's another more, one. More intriguing questions. We'll write the next one night. together. Because you wrote the first one, and I wrote the second one. We'll write. Writing's Three fun. Three sets of questions. <laughs> Pretty much. All right, well, hey, everybody. Uh, may the Force be with you, and we really hope that you don't have the crippling self-doubt that inflicted <laughs> Anakin, and that you can make your own decisions and hopefully have a great life for yourself. So until not next... not kill all the uh, yeah, Padawans. Don't kill Don't kids. kill the Padawans. No, don't do that. So until next week, make sure you go to our website, prisondad.com, for... Things. Things, stuff. Rick's hat. Yeah. Well, no, not that. We uh, this is your final warning that all the free story section is going away on the website. So those are all coming down. Um, yep. We worked hard on them. We gave you a chance to read them. And now you you're going to pay. <laughs> I mean, actually, physically um, cash money for them. Yeah. Soon, very Which soon. Which they are totally worth. Yeah. So... It's good stuff. Yeah. It wasn't like we were, like, drunk in writing. No. 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 And they've been edited, uh -huh. so it was a lot of work. Yeah. So anyway, um, so there's free stories. Check out our other podcasts. Check out part one if you're new to us. Hello. Check out my drawings. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm our character bias. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So uh, the only con we know coming up is November, but I'm sure we'll find something before then. Yeah, probably. Usually do. Are we going, well, are we going to the... Gaithersburg? 
We will be at the Gaithersburg Book Festival. Yeah. It's in May. I will post it on the website. Maisies! Hopefully it doesn't rain this year. Yeah. Um, Gaithersburg! We had fun. And we're gonna, Logan's going to be there, too. My kid will Yay, be there. Yay, Logan! So, um, yeah, that should be fun. Yeah, yeah, so we have the Gaithersburg I'll tell you about festival. that more about that next week. But we will be there. Yes, because I need to make sure it's not when you're away. Away? I thought it wasn't. Then it's not. <laughs> Great teamwork, there, guys. Four. Yeah, I e. That in mind. Versa v. Henceforth. Versa v. Checks in the mail. Yeah. Um. All those right. Are all things my health teacher said in eighth grade. Uh. Anyway. Uh. You know. See you on the community. Gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go to Jebba. Jedda. Jedda. Jemma. Jemma. I'm Jemma. <laughs> <laughs>